21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning to you, and welcome to the Educational Vanguard. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and today on the Vanguard, we have Kathy Hunt, an art educator from Australia. Hey, have I told you yet? We're actually on a mission here in this program. We're on a mission to recognize educational leaders and share their knowledge. Take an artist, add some technologists, toss in a healthy tablespoon of passion, and you have an educator wild about combining 21st century tools with art to create great things. Art educator Kathy Hunt is a product of those ingredients, and she has a great story to share today. Many of us see art mostly as a physical process that does not or should not occupy space in the virtual world. Kathy doesn't see it that way. Combining her fantastical tech skills and art skills, Kathy explains how, and often on the iPad, the virtual and physical world can converge to create new art forms that empower and excite students today. In addition, Kathy is one of those educational leaders who love to share and spread her ideas to others. A casual glance at her website reveals her boundless energy for providing professional development sessions, writing books, suggesting lessons, creating videos, and simply sharing student work examples. Kathy is so into this whole art thing, she actually recorded this in a studio with a bunch of other kids doing art around her. Enjoy the conversation. Kathy Hunt, so great to talk to you this morning. Great to be here. Well, I haven't had somebody on this particular program that is both a technologist and an artist, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. I think people are going to enjoy listening about that. Uh, But right out the gate, can you tell us why art is important to education anyway? It's a huge question, right? You're just going straight for the jugular with that one. I love it. Sorry about that. Um, No, it's good because I I think it's a really important dialogue and and I guess um, for me personally, um, just seeing the way that um, connecting the dots has been an important part of my life and my work, I I think I'd love to be able to bring um, some of that flavour to the kids that that I teach and certainly to the teachers that support those students in larger contexts. I think um, we're living in a world where there's more and more dialogue now about the importance of creativity and innovation and to support that um, authentic arts learning experiences are absolutely necessary. So let's move on to technology a little bit then. So how, what ways do you bring, and I know it's a lot of ways, but what are some of the ways that you want to talk about most where you bring technology and fuse it in, or infuse it with art? I think for me um, the separation between digital tools and everything else is a really interesting um, perhaps problem but certainly context at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of separation between um, screen time and, and, and what kind of materials, tactile learning experiences that are hands-on, you, you know, how those sorts of two areas can work together. And I really like to challenge people to think about ways that those barriers between um, tools of making ways of thinking um, can be brought down so that we can offer students a diversity in their approach um, to give them control and empower them um, you know with these devices that they're carrying around in their back pockets to encourage them to create to contribute Um, and I I think particularly in a very visually saturated world um, control over their communication is, is super important. So what are, like, can you give some examples of some of the things that you use, the way you use technology and art, some of the more exciting things that you like, are perhaps most passionate about or just like to talk about? Yeah. I think I, what I really love to do at the moment is to connect kids with their camera and to, um, you know, really get students to see 
beyond, um, you know, pushing the button when they construct something that's visual. Um, I think that it's never really too, I know this is controversial, but it's never really too um, young to go there with the camera and to use technology as a tool for creation. There's a really big difference between um, different kinds of screen time and certainly creative screen time using the camera as a lens, using it as a, a way to mm-hmm. um, produce imagery and explorations that are based on experience and environment and self is, is just super important. So in particular, I think people who know me know that I love to leverage the idea of selfies with kids and, and get that happening as a starting point. Um, yeah, it, it should all be fun. I, I really believe that too, that, that um, teaching and learning is, is by nature um, fun and that's not to to take away from the rigor and and the depth of experience but that there should definitely be a fun factor so let's say maybe even a more specific example so if you're doing the selfie Uh thing what uh what would you do with it i'm a fourth grade kid i have a cool selfie of myself now what nice yeah well i I mean let me give you one example that i was um, working with yesterday so we've got grade four students looking at um picasso's um line drawings where um you know, students can sort of grapple with the idea that there's shape on your face and that um, there's no real outlines between a, a form like a nose and that kind of thing. And they can translate that form into line. They can draw those um, bits and pieces on paper, cut them out. Then they can stick them on each other's faces, working collaboratively and, and talking through all of those challenges, sometimes having arguments, let's be real, as they <laughs> try and get what they want. And then photographing those, manipulating them, um, putting them up together in a great big group display of all of the different people in their classroom, um, thinking about what it means to look at a work that's, you know, 80 years old versus something that's created on a camera that's eight months old, uh, you know, in terms of technology and practice and what the difference is when you can take 100 photographs to get something right versus making a mark with a pen that's permanent mm. as soon as it's on the paper. I mean, there's just so many opportunities for thinking um, when you grapple with tasks that are, that are really like a massive workflow um, but incorporating diverse mediums. So it's exciting stuff and I think um, it resonates with people. So, you know, I, I have to wonder, so as a technology coach myself, I, you know, I'm always mm. worried if I approach an art teacher because art teachers, not that I'm scared of them, but art teachers are passionate individuals. So if I was to walk up to them and say, hey, why don't you use this iPad? Do you think they're, sometimes maybe their reaction would be, hey, we deal in the physical world, not in the virtual world, go away. Is, have you encountered that? Yeah, so there's a, a really strong um, practice with artists um, that's it's a historical one that, that is about being out in front of, of um, new media. Artists have always really enjoyed, I think, um, grappling with the new and um, the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a factor. But on the other side of things, we've got a lot of teachers in classrooms who are very protective of what they know um, the arts can bring to the table for students. It's a wonderful um, thing to have teachers advocate for their subject in that way. Um, and to be protective of things like paint and clay being pushed out of the classroom, I think is very important. Mm-hmm. But actually showing um, teachers that integrating technology in really meaningful ways can actually empower students um, and show the wider community, um, I guess, the value of what we know is already there is important. So using technology to connect um, students with their work, even with things as simple as 
um, allowing them to take photos of clay work while it's drying on the rack and to send that out from that point really quickly or to time-lapse process so that you've got a reflective document that kids can talk about. I think those are the big wins for educators and when they see that it's not about getting rid of something like textures or plaster or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, I think they then feel much more comfortable about giving it a go and, and to be honest, when they're supported to find those wins, um, they don't look back, or at least in my experience, I don't find that they look back. They they know what's great for the kids. They want to provide that, and I think showing them um, and empowering them with ways that they can do that is really important. So you don't see it as a zero-sum game. The more you use technology, the less you're going to, or you're going to see the end of physical interaction. No, absolutely not. And I think that that dichotomy is is. Um, is really unhelpful and it just does get positioned as that um, at times. So that's why I feel like at the moment I'm, I'm in a really fortunate position and sort of have a bit of a privilege that I've got a bit of a voice in that area um, and I really feel like I'm helping to um, unpack that. I, I don't believe that teachers don't need professional development. I know that there's a lot of dialogue about, um, mm-hmm. you know, technology and its ease of use and, and that that some, somehow means that we don't need help and support and ideas and inspiration. Um, I'm very much about trying to get people together to share ideas. We're doing these things often for the first time with technology that's new. There's a a rate of change that's just so rapid. Um, I guess that means that we're always going to be trying to find ways to do things um, in a new way and in a better way. So um, when we can make sure that we preserve what we already had um, that was valuable and add these fantastic new things, I think we're in a good place and on the right track. All right, so you do... If, if somebody was to look at your website, they'd basically say that you do zillions of PD sessions on a variety of things. <laughs> so maybe we could step back a little bit. I'm a, I'm a little tired. I'm a little right, tired. Yeah, I can imagine. Basically. I was tired just looking at it. I'm exhausted. I almost couldn't do the interview here, right? So, <laughs> and I did it early in the morning before coffee. And oh, <laughs> Look, Michael, you know, when you get out the pom-poms and the pipe cleaners, though, something happens and you just got energy again. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have to try that. I admit I haven't tried that. So... Why? I mean, what what got you going all this? Why do you, are you doing all this? Maybe starting from the beginning. What what did you wake up one day and say? You know, I'm going to develop a bunch of PD sessions and go crazy with that. What happened? Yeah, I think um, for me, when I first um, started to allow students to use iPads and mobile phones and 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 to connect, um, you know really kind of intuitively the photographs that they were taking with the classroom I sort of started to see some entry points for um, broadening that experience but I went through university and I don't feel I'm that old but I went through university without looking at photoshop we didn't use any kind of digital media I never did anything to do with film um, in my educational experience and so understanding that a lot of teachers um, also who might have 20 years experience on me um, haven't had that grounding um, I think sort of meant for me that I, I could really acknowledge that there was a, a point where they needed support and help and the things that I was seeing in the classroom um, when I tried to find more information about you know how to deal with them pedagogically and how it might sit in the frameworks for learning I was looking at there there just wasn't the information there So somehow it just grew, particularly from Twitter and from the ADE community that I'm fortunate to be involved with and the the conversations just got bigger and bigger. Um, And so, as I said, yeah, I feel feel like it's a real privilege to be able to almost weekly go to someone else's classroom, somebody else's school and to see what's happening and to share it, to bring it elsewhere and to see how it grows and merges. And everything I do is about... um, 
you know, perhaps bringing a whole bunch of scaffolds and excitement and definitely pom-poms to another place. But um, I always come away with more than I had before. And um, there's an excitement factor with that, that that really only seems to build amazing stuff. Sure, I can imagine that. So, what, I mean, what the people who take your classes or your sessions or, or read your book, do you think they are just as an entryway into bringing technology into the art space or are you finding now perhaps that that's more accepted and you're doing more advanced things with them? Yeah, it's really changing. I felt three years ago when I started doing some of these things that um, Mm -hmm. I was even giving, you know, advice about what the home screen button did and about how apps worked and, and, you know, what the difference between a sort of software concept um, and and, um, a small app that had sort of one purpose that could be used in a, a workflow kind of mindset that was sort of what it was all about and knitting the arts into that um was really important now i'm finding that there's just more and more momentum um for the devices in the room people can see that our students are changing Mm -hmm. um that their work life environment is changing they want buy-in for a classroom that that goes well beyond the classroom walls Um, one thing that all teachers have in common is this really sort of time poor philosophy Um, we want to try and get um, so many wonderful ideas and inspirational moments into our hour and a half, maybe once a week that we have with our kids. And so um, I think people are really starting to see that these devices can be leveraged towards those goals. So more positivity, I think more um, sort of mainstream kind of ideas about uh, less about whether we should do it and more about how we can do integration really effectively um i also just as a side struggle with that word integration because it it really shouldn't feel like devices technology the digital are are being forced into programs we already have i think we've got to um make sure that this is just one aspect of programs that are holistic in their approach and that things are actually working together rather than technology being squashed in or or pulled in at at one or two points just to say we've done it and to tick that box. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, absolutely. And that's the whole concept of that integration. And I know you're into the SAMR model. And, yeah. and we've had the Dr. Ruben Puntador on the show, for example, and it's just, you know, you know, he actually started that back in the 80s of all times. It's been yeah. quite a, an evolution for him. It takes a long time, doesn't it, to, to get, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that in three years I think the dialogue has changed so much. Um, there's still a long way to go, but I do think it's happening and I really do think um, an open mentality, a, a share fest, a constant share fest between people is what's needed. I, I'm really um, of the belief that the, the teachers that I meet with, you know, 99.999% of the time, they just, that's a real figure by the way, oh, um, they just love good. their kids. Yeah, yeah, they love their kids and, and if you can come at it from that point of view that educators are people that have, you know, dedicated their lives, their careers, their work to young people and to supporting them through an incredible journey, Peter 12 and, and certainly way beyond. I think that's where the discussion should start. Technology can certainly be a part of it, but when you understand the world that they're going to live in um, at least a little bit and you consider their place in it as young people, I think we all know we've got to be supporting technology in the classroom no matter what the subject area. So now you put together, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, an iBook, and the title's mm-hmm. iPad Art Lessons, Apps, and Ideas for iPads and Visual and isn't Art. is that a creative title, Michael? I like <laughs> that, yeah. It's nice and short. 
God. Every time someone says it back to me, I just go, really? You did that? Goodness me. Hey, it's something worth talking about, right? <laughs> Would you mind describing that experience? You know, maybe why you decided what, to do the it? The title doesn't do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Is, is it, was it that long of an experience? Goodness. Yeah, I think um, for me the, the wonderful thing about the, the experience of the book is that it brings together lots of images um, and tools and, and real teaching experiences. Like uh, there's no stunt kids in there. It's, it's all real stuff from real classrooms and I think that's probably what teachers will be able to connect with. Um, there's also no hard and fast rules. I find that um, the way I've tried to present the information in the book is that um, they're flexible models that people can bring to their own classrooms. It's mm -hmm. not about trying to do it an exact way. There's enough support so that you can get going, but certainly variations so that um, hopefully these things are really achievable and will um, spark some fires. So last question here. Let's ask you to peer into the future uh, five, ten years out. You're still, I would suspect, uh, writing more iBooks, maybe with different titles, but uh, no, just kidding, and giving more <laughs> PD sessions. Uh, what do you think you'll be talking about or hope to be talking about? Well, firstly, I'm hoping it's not me talking about it. It's um, maybe seven of me that are like holographic projections around the world. <laughs> yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, so maybe more than five years, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, um, I'm really hoping that we're in a space where um, arts educators are kind of able to work um, with teachers in other areas with a lot um, stronger bonds. I think that um, really making sure that the edges between subjects is blurred is very important. Um, I definitely can see that happening already. Um, there's obviously a lot of push um, for things like STEM moving to STEAM, and I think that's important. I think we've got a lot of entry points for this also with maker spaces and, and the incredible, um, you know, depth of experience that we can bring um, to that area is great. But at the same time, I, I get sad that we've become so seg um, segmented in our learning that there's a need for those things. So my dream would be that, in five or ten years, there's a heck of a lot less acronyms and catchphrases and that there's actually just a lot more learning going on with less barriers. I've been talking with Kathy Hunt. She's an educator who is passionate about combining art with digital tools. Thanks so much, Kathy, for your time today. Thanks so much, Michael. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com. <laughs>